This episode brought to you by Alien Cold Storage. Alien Cold Storage is Antarctica's premier warehouse of xenomorphs, esogians, alfs, or things. Whether you need to keep your alien fresh for a month or 100,000 years, Alien Cold Storage has you covered. Go to aliencoldstorage.com and use code HMT at checkout to receive a free box of hand warmers. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk! Hello. <laughs> welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Um, yeah, my name is Bryce Hanson. I hold a PhD in spookology. And my friend across from me is Professor David Day. He's the foremost expert and scare no-nos. That's hey. right. I said it for you. You yeah. can't say it the way you say it. Hey, wait. Because I'm in charge. Oh. Also with us, we have a special guest. Ooh. Justin. What's my degree in? Um, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> can oh, we, hey, that's not in the script. <laughs> can we say your last name? Uh, I don't know. You don't have. We don't have Shit. to. What if people try to find me? Well, they'd be able to. <laughs> Oh, uh, should I be worried? No, oh, okay. I, th- I don't think so. Well, then, then yeah, say my last name. His last name is Murphy. Oh, there it is. I had right. a dog named Murphy when I was a kid. Everyone's like, who's oh, that guy? Justin Murphy. <clears throat> so today is a long-awaited episode. Yeah, I'm surprised we've gone almost three years. Yeah, I mean, this is... God, has it been three years? This is like your top five. Oh, this it? is uh, quite I mean, possibly number one. Right. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about 1982's The Thing. End of title. John Carpenter. John Carpenter's The Thing. Jesus Christ. The original remake. Um, Okay, so today we have a couple things to talk about. First of all, we want to tell you about our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. Check that out. It's got links to everything, especially to our Facebook group, where we have the best... Group of podcast fans in the world. It is really good. And uh, great discussions about horror, so check it out um, at facebook.com uh, slash group slash face, uh, horror movie talk, probably. I don't know. Just search it. You'll find it. You guys have a great Facebook group. Like, it's amazing, the community that you guys have built. Thank you. It's I, fantastic. Uh, we try and tell people about it, and they don't believe us, mm-hmm. I feel it's, like. It's actually good. It grows real fast, though. It seems like... Um, it seems like we're we're putting on ahead of steam on on growth there. So yeah, get in early because you got you got to get those little titles. You know, mm. if you do shit, if you do certain shit in there for long enough, it's like this guy's a conversation starter. This guy's a storyteller. <laughs> so, um, since today is it as is, of the release, it's going to be the thirty first, which is the last day you can enter to the one titty challenge. That's right. 
Hashtag one titty HMT. You take a picture of your gussied up boobie. You get your lawnmower 3.0 in the picture mm. with the with the, and then you post it on that Facebook group we just mentioned with the hashtag one titty HMT, and you're entered to win a Google Home Mini and a bunch of as many stickers as I can throw at you. Uh, this is only for United States citizens. Uh-huh. Just FYI. <laughs> And uh, (laughs) you honestly don't have a lot of competition. So it behooves you to enter. Last day. (laughs) Last day. Today. Um, If you haven't gotten your Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, you're fucked. Right. (laughs) You can't can't enter. Right. Yeah. The other thing you should consider uh, following us on is our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Horror Movie Talk. I'll be streaming tonight. It's Saturday night. I'm going to try and do it on Saturday nights. Had a bunch of people show up last time. It was great. It was a fun time. And now people are like, when are you doing that thing again? So yeah, fun. I'm, I'm going to have to get in on that. Yeah, it's it's a blast. Uh, the one thing is you got to e- be even better at improv right. than you are right now. Right. It, I didn't realize how much dead time you have to fill. It's all the time. Right. You just blah, 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 blah. So. See, if I were to do it, though, like, I'm not sure... Like, it'd be that interesting to our fans to watch me play Civilization Six. Yeah, it but, helps to be horror-themed you know, with, a mo- with a horror movie talk account. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and what else? we got Second Saturday Watch Parties. That's going to be coming up every second Saturday of the month. We watch a movie and have a chat um, while we do it. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday, so please subscribe um ring that bell you know all the all the things that you do and if you want to leave us a voicemail call us at 682-253-4468 make sure you enunciate into your phone if i cannot understand you then if we don't shut your fucking mouth i will kill you kill you that escalated Mm. So, again, to reiterate, we're talking about The Thing today. John Carpenter's The Thing. Uh, we'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge, where it makes you angry that you watched it, 5 being an average film that hits all the expected marks, and 10 being so good it transcends genre boundaries. Um, we just need to make sure that we explain the scale of 1 to 10. Yeah. It's well. It's very confusing to people. I feel like, and we can't just we just can't overlook that part. I feel like some early listeners autis, autismos <laughs> uh, got a hold of the uh, got a hold of our ears real early on, and they were like, "What does one to ten mean? Explain it to me." Mm. Because well, and to be fair, five does seem does seem harsh, but in reality, it just means a C, a, right? A C. It's an average movie, right? Uh, After we give our score for the movie, we're going to get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. That's like where all the sweetness happens. That's Mm -hmm. that's where the magic happens in the podcast world. Later on, we have two bits. Don't blank on the blank. Bringing back that old chestnut. I barely remember what that's about. And... Uh, we'll be checking our voicemail with a bit we call horror movie whores. So, without further ado, let's get into the review. Uh, we watched The Thing, and it was the thingiest thing that ever thinged. It was. Here's, here's the trailer. 
So the thing takes place in an and oh sorry the thing can be found uh, to rent or purchase on most digital platforms. Yeah, in Antarctica. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's not streaming it's anywhere. It's not streaming right free anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Other yeah. Um, the thing takes place in an Antarctic research station where they're studying snow or something. <laughs> Their sleepy routine is broken. <laughs> what are they? Studying? Yeah, what are they studying? <laughs> I don't know. Radio signals. They're fully outfitted. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got all the booze you could need. They even have a police officer. Pinball machine. A pinball machine. They Chest got machine. They got a nice happy hour scene. Pool you know? table. Yeah. So who? Dogs. Karaoke, Tons of dogs. Lots of dogs. <laughs> who do you think is going to research snow? <laughs> People um, who fucking know how to party. That's so, <laughs> right. Shit. Tons of whiskey. Like where did they get lots all that of whiskey? weed? Wait, <laughs> so like, how did they get all that whiskey there? Like, they fly it in just cases sure. upon cases yeah. of... of uh, like, how did they get all... How did they get the pinball machine in there? It's it's all... A, you know, you... It's 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 just like... You know, remember when you moved out as a kid? <laughs> and you did, and you had, like, a box mattress on the floor yeah. and, and a chair. Yeah, you know, surreal. like a folding chair. And you're mm. like, oh, you how do old people have so much stuff? And then... Four years later, you're like, where'd all this fucking stuff come from? <laughs> yeah. It just appears. <laughs> just like that, right? Yeah. Just, just, it just happens organically in the, in the Antarctic, you know, you just what go if, on the Antarctic yeah. uh, Craigslist. Same thing. What if know? the research station was just filled with things that <laughs> were, it's like the pinball machine, just like, just was an alien thing <laughs> that showed up. No one asked any questions because they're like, hey, pinball. Hey, pinball. Oh, maybe I got a free play. Maybe this thing gives them away. I free mean, they, plays. They don't ask a lot of questions in this movie, though. Yeah. A lot, a lot of manly stoicism going on. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but shut up. Okay. Fair. Uh, Fair. So this sleepy, uh, their sleepy routine is broken when a dog with shifty eyes appears while being chased by crazed Norwegians with guns in a helicopter. I wonder how Magnus feels about these Norwegians. I know. Being a Swedish uh. Uh, person, he probably had... I mean, if he's anything like us over here, he's got like, you know, like a little jovial thing going like, ah, you fucking flappy headed Nords, you know, <laughs> it turns out that the dog with shifty eyes is some sort of evil thing, some thing, 
When the researchers discover that the dog has turned into a tentacle monster, they start to become suspicious. <laughs> the thing turns out to be an alien that can that can imitate any animal or man exactly. Well, not exactly. When it's still <laughs> just an imitation. Learn to imitate you exactly. Um, so when the researchers can't identify which one of them is human or thing, everyone, as Gen Z says, becomes sus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is the original Among boomer. Us. Uh -huh. uh, see, oh, I was actually going to ask if that's where this comes from, because it seems really Yeah, similar. it's very, I mean. I guess the original thing is the original Among Us, the 50s one. Hmm. <laughs> And this is not really actually the body snatchers. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, 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 but I went into this thinking, great. Another remake. What was wrong with the 1951 original? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, this one won me over. No, this one's the thing. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. It's like the one everyone knows. I mean, it's it's a my to, mom does to, that my mom does that annoying thing where you're like you go, we're gonna watch the thing and she's like oh the one from, that's a good one from the 1950s and like no mom no that's not the one at all she's like what the new one I was like well no not that one either there's a there's a middle one there's a so I got a lot to talk about in the spoilers because this is probably the most well researched episode in that. I put forth effort, wow. and uh, I read the source material. Look at you. You read this, the book? Yeah, it's a novella. It's not that long. It's like 70 pages. That's really long. I uh, watched the 1951 The Thing from Another World. Whoa. Wow. Watched this movie, and then I've, I'm about like an hour into the, the, uh, the prequel from... 2011. I assume you're starting some new podcast. <laughs> I, you, are you leaving and, me? What's happening? We have, we have things to say. Are you leaving me? Are no. you trying to say that you're better than me? Hey, Is that what's happening? I'm not the one starting new podcasts uh, around here. Hey, whoa. With, with listeners, so. I did, listeners? I don't know what you're talking about. So is the, is the 50s thing, like, related to this? Uh, we'll talk about it in the spoilers. Okay. I, I, I've got a section just to talk about my findings. So, I mean, this this is the thing. It's it's a you know tentpole horror movie genre movie. It stands as one of the best practical effects horror films of the '80s, which is saying a lot. And the story itself has tension baked in, and John Carpenter sucks every drop of tension out of it. The character development is pretty thin in this, and you might you might disagree with me, but. It, it kind of reminds me of Alien to where it's just a group of people. There's kind of an attitude around it. Mm -hmm. There's a atmosphere, but you don't really know anything about these characters' motivations or where they came from or why they're there other than job titles maybe. Yeah, they're kind of convenient stereotypes. Right. And that's mm -hmm. and that's the development for the characters. And right. That's kind of enough. Yeah. Um, but you end up rooting for Kurt Russell to win because he's Kurt Russell. Right. Overall, the cast is great, and the acting is excellent. Um, the two main characters, though, are the snow and the thing. <laughs> the thing is one of the best monsters in horror and lends itself to unlimited creativity when it comes to horrific appearances. The practical effects and puppetry are the things of a hentai addict's wet dream. It is really disturbing and surreal whenever the thing attacks or goes through a transformation. Again, it's one of the temples of the genre, and it's a must-watch must for any horror fan. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, I'd be remiss giving it anything other than a 10 out of 10. I mean, this is... This is such an undeniable movie in every way. Like, every aspect of this movie uh, hits the mark. It says something when, you know, okay, so this is probably my favorite horror movie of all all time. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what. When, when we ask people, we ask, like, any new followers usually if we get to them, like, yeah. what their favorite horror movie is. and Give me your top three. And the, the thing, thing is... The thing is, like, a good third of them. Yeah. I, oh, it's it's... The most mentioned movie, for for sure. And, uh, I mean, every aspect of this film is great. Uh, the score is just so unsettling. Mm. And, um, you know, it says something when I can... Okay, every time... This is the weirdest part of this movie is, is I, is I kind of like... I go a year or so, and I haven't watched it in a bit, and I'm like... So for some reason, I, I go, well, I guess, you know, it's on or whatever, you know, for whatever reason, I start watching it again. And at the start of the movie, I'm kind of like, I've seen this a thousand. What can it have? What can it have for me? But I'm alarmed. I got alarmed watching this movie. In fact, I was more shook at the start of this movie this time uh, for reasons I'll go into in spoilers <laughs> than I have been in a long, long time. And um, it's just it's just a undeniable classic it's just unbelievably well-made movie so good, isn't it? what do you think what do you think yeah this is a 10 out of 10 obviously this is one of the best movies ever made and justin I, I it was, sucks yeah no 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 <laughs> I, I really liked it yeah I, but i was i actually wrote down eight out of ten because i was mm-hmm. also measuring i was trying to think i was being a little more critical i was actually trying to find criticisms last night because we mentioned earlier, I, I literally watched this last weekend. I, um, I'm glad you have criticisms yeah, so, for it. But, because... but they're, I mean, really small. But there's there's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of things that I noticed uh, on this time. I was actively taking notes. Mm. I was pausing the video like every five minutes, like jotting down something I noticed. Um, just because I, I enjoyed it so much last weekend, this weekend, I was like, oh, I, this is like a fun opportunity. Or, you know, how often do you watch movies back to back in a weekend? And uh I was like, this will be a, a fun opportunity. So you had, uh, you had just, without without any when without any previous knowledge that you were going to be on this show, mm-hmm. you had watched this right. last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Me and a buddy had a movie night last last week, and we did uh, the thing in Men in Black. Okay, and so now you watched it a second and time. Then I watched and, it last night. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and was taking notes. But still, I mean, even with the criticisms, just what an amazing movie. And and I I didn't realize actually until I was thinking about it last night. Uh, I think this might be like one of the first horror movies that I actually saw in my adult life. And as we've talked about before, I was never really a fan of horror. Uh, but I think I saw this in my early twenties for the first time, uh, just like on television, like at a, at like a Christmas family gathering after dinner, everyone like goes and does their own thing. Right. And I was like with my cousin and he just threw it on the television. I was like, Oh, what's this? And it's like, Oh, this is the thing. Like that movie, it looked dumb, you know, like and then it, we're watching. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like, yeah. Wow. It's kind of the yeah. first, you know, I saw Alien when I was a kid, but that was then like Jurassic Park, you know, was like the closest I'd ever really got. But um, I think this was like the true hmm. first you know, introduction to that genre. And, and then I didn't watch another horror movie for like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> if, if one will do it to you, this is it. Get <laughs> Get that mic. Get right up on that mic, by the way. Like pull right that thing up, closer. Right up on that mic. All right. Yeah, I mean it's Holden. it's an unbelievably undeniable movie. I I have nothing more to say than that. 
What score do you give it? Oh, you already said eight, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, but that was with like kind of looking at the you know like uh, the, some of the production quality. I mean, you know, from the ages, it's so hard, right? Lighting, uh, video quality, uh, you know, some of those things um, just don't really hold up as well. But I mean, it's you know looking at it for what it is. Obviously, it's a ten out of ten, right? I mean, it's it's hard to deny that. But well, you know what holds up really well. Shirts from Night Channels. <laughs> Night, I'm wearing one right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. Nightchannels.com is is one of our sponsors, and they have some of the coolest tees and hoodies that you could find on the internet. Describe my shirt. It's a Tremor shirt. Yeah. It's like the poster of the Tremors. Right. It's got it's got the Tremor coming up from below and getting ready to eat the words Tremors. Yeah. And I love it. And it's really cool. It's black and white. Uh, it's kind of has that gritty sort of like uh, staticky vibe, kind of yeah. like an alien shirt you might expect. Yeah, you got to go. I mean, honestly, what we've been telling people is you just have to go and browse nightchannels.com. Um, they have like really obscure uh, horror movies represented there as well as, um, you know, occult and metal and like alternative music shirts the whole spectrum and if why don't you why don't you call out some yeah, of these yeah and if you enter hmt at checkout you get 13 percent off and they'll send you a little slip for even more uh off on your next purchase i think 15 percent off so here we got they got a sallow shirt that's that's the unwatchable the first original unwatchable movie quote unquote um they got terminator 2 altered states blade runner and all of these are really cool one-off designs that you've you've never seen before return of the living dead they got the tar zombie mm-hmm. uh, i forget his name friday the 13th 8 bit the wicker man scanners the shining texas chainsaw massacre rosemary's baby the predator dune like oh they got a guinea pig shirt i, I watched guinea pig 2 flower flesh and blood the other day <laughs> and it is alarming it's just a snuff film okay it's just a guy killing someone and dismembering her hmm and Sounds delightful. Yeah, well, they have uh, they have the original guinea pig, which I haven't seen yet, but it's on my list. So, so honestly, I mean, we could go on forever listing out these shirts, but I mean, you'll you'll come across something that you're like, I can't believe they made a shirt out of that. Yeah. So go browse nightchannels.com. When you inevitably choose to to buy a shirt or a hoodie, use code HMT at checkout for thirteen percent off your first order, the scariest percentage. Um, also. Sponsor of the month and uh, the origin of the One Titty Challenge, we have Manscaped.com, mm. baby. You know what? Don't you hate cutting your nuts? Oh, oh my God. Jesus. I've, just... I hate it so much I've never done it <laughs> <laughs> because I bought Manscaped to avoid oh. that. Well, you know, you can imagine the screams that you'd make if you cut your balls. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. You need to try this out for yourself. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HMT at checkout at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code HMT. Always use the right tools for your tool. That sounds like a really good deal. Did you uh, you, you manscape up your nuts there, Justin? Not my nuts, but I, I do manscape my back hair. 
Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so actually, yeah, before I even knew that I was going to be plugging this product for you, uh, yeah, I'd already bought it and, uh, and I use Manscaped for my back hair, you know, it makes, so, makes it so my wife doesn't have to trim it. Um, I, I mean, she would anyways, cause she loves me, but mm-hmm. you know, why, why so put if your she spouse loved you, through that? If she loved you, wouldn't she accept you and your back hair and all? <laughs> well, she does accept it, uh, but she doesn't want to be near it. Do you like your back hair? I, I've never met it. You know, it's hard to see. It's kind of back. See, there. I would, it my, is on your back. My back hair is back there. My wife just enjoys running her fingers through it. <laughs> oh, okay. Now I see why we're shaving our back hair. Uh, I'm a I'm a hairless uh, guy in the back. In and the most back. of the body Which is fact. fascinating to me. I just can't I, I almost want you to it's take all your up shirt top. off to prove it. It's all up top. I take my shirt off on this show all the time. Well, you watch out. Why not now? Well, it's a little I mean it's a little early and I don't like being prompted, <laughs> frankly. It's a little creepy. <laughs> I, I maybe it this is maybe this is the way to get me to stop taking my shirt off, right? <laughs> maybe that's what I wanted. Okay, now take your shirt off. Take it off. <laughs> okay, I don't let want me see it. those titties. I don't want it. Um, so, anyways, <laughs> manscaped.com. Manscaped.com. <laughs> HMT at checkout gets you twenty percent off and free uh, shipping. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Also, we have to plug our Patreon. So we've been paying some much needed attention to our Patreon, and we want you to check it out. We got several new tiers, ones that you're not gonna get. Like, absolutely. <laughs> Unless you're Elon Musk or something. Um, and a huge fan of horror movies. Yeah. Which I think he is. Um, uh, but also, you know, tiers at every level and every involvement that you'd like. Uh, we got tiers where you can get a t-shirt, the logo tee. We got stuff where you can vote on movies that we review. This is one of them. This is a patron selection. Yeah, they chose this for us. Thank God. Sometimes they do terrible things to us. <laughs> Make us watch rats and bats. Rats. And um, what else we got? Oh, yeah. The, the most important thing, the most enjoyable thing for our patrons is we have a whole separate podcast called The Afterpod where we leave the, um, the mics running and uh, just shoot the shit. And so if you if you actually like us, you get more of us. How is that different than what we're doing now? You know what? Sh- shut the fuck up. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. The, okay. On on today's on the, the afterpod <laughs> that we will record with Justin today, I'm going to ask a question of all of us, which is, uh, what is what is the thing you miss most about not COVID time? Mm. Hmm. What was what was the thing you liked doing that you that you haven't been able to do, and now we're getting closer and closer to being able to do it. Don't answer. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Don't okay. answer. Public masturbation. Uh, I said don't answer. Wait, oh, sorry. that would be easier to do now, I think, because there's less people in public. That takes... It's, it's less enjoyable, Takes though. the steam oh, out of his sails. Okay, I see. <laughs> takes the wind out of his sails. Well, clearly, yeah, see, I'm just missing the opportunity yeah. here. and if you're listening to these commercials, you don't have to if you subscribe to our Patreon at the $6.66 tier, blah, 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 blah. Is this still a commercial? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's still Manscaped.com, ladies and gentlemen. We're no. still no, no Patreon. Oh, Patreon.com. We moved on. Um, also, if you want to support us, we have a shop where you can just buy the T-shirts or stickers that we offer on our website at horrormovietalk.com. Just click on the uh, shop button. I don't know how you guys got Dustin to do artwork for you, but holy shit, that right? dude is talented as balls. Yeah, it's, it's he's cleanly shaven manscaped balls. That's how talented he is. Yeah. Well, he's got a Teflon dick. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know um, that. No, he fucks hard, and wow. he fucks for us. Yeah, And sure uh, you should check him out on Instagram, at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. And he takes commission, so he can work for you at, frankly, too reasonable of prices. 
Like, yeah, it's really underselling it's himself. It's so amazing. Oh, my God. Those stickers that you guys sell are fucking fantastic. Yeah. Good. So, uh, last thing. Buy stickers. If you want to call our voicemail, which you'll, you might hear yourself on an episode, like the people... In the bit later in the show, call 682-253-4468. Thanks again. Wait, ah, but, 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 also, but, I have an important announcement that only those of you who are still listening will hear. Um, I've created a new voicemail line that is called the Bodily Fluids Exchange. As you can guess, this is f- strictly for, you know, your bodily fluids. Um, so any, any sort of, any sort of bodily fluid sounds you want to share with us, um, that's, you know, that's what it's for. I can't, uh, give me a moment to find the number here. So if you call 252-228-4628, you will get a hold of us at the Bodily Fluids Exchange and hopefully your bodily fluid will be featured on a bit. Can you elaborate like exchanging, like, like, should I be making out with someone? Hey, you, it's up to you. Or should I be peeing in a toilet? Or should I be farting? Wow, you're, what are you? What are you exchanging? Like, what with? Are we Does it have to be exchanged with another person? Yeah, or, or like an object? Can it be? You guys are going way farther with this than I am. Well, I'm just trying to get an idea here. Like, give me, give me exchange some Exchange into a Kleenex. We accept all I mean, of those things. All of them. All and of more. Them. Bodily fluids. All bodily fluids. Okay. Okay. It's a horror movie thing. I want to hear Brad Kerrigan peeing into a Mountain Dew bottle. That's that, my request. Well, I mean, that may be that may be a you little. You just have to follow them around long enough, really. <laughs> I got one call already, and it's it's pretty thick. All right, so thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Okay, so we got a lot to talk about. So, uh, first of all, did you realize that this wasn't the soundtrack wasn't by John Carpenter? Uh, I don't know exactly what you mean. Is the soundtrack normally done by the director? Well, John Carpenter usually does his soundtracks. I guess he did do the Halloween uh, soundtrack, didn't he? Yeah, he does a lot of them. So, like the main theme, I yeah. thought that would have been totally John Carpenter. Well, I saw that Ennio Marconi was the um you know the composer or whatever for for the soundtrack but i figured that he he probably didn't do the theme that i i would assume that john carpenter did it because it's so carpenterian it's yeah. it's it, i don't feel like it gets enough love i feel because it sets mm. it sets the vibe so heavily it's so um overpowering kind yeah. of it's, I mean, it's it's really impressive, and it's it's a testament to Ennio Marconi that like he matched the aesthetic of John Carpenter really so great. well that it's like, oh, that isn't Carpenter. It's just the only thing that um, tips you off that it's not Carpenter is that it's much better <laughs> in terms of like <laughs> orchestration throughout. It's not just like a single note on a synthesizer the entire right. time. There's more to it. There's more to it. I was hoping you would know. Is it mostly like clarinet themes? I mean, like, what what is the wood instrument that is kind of the main sort of melody? Because it's very minimalist. But I was curious if you knew what the specific um, instrument was. I don't, I don't know. I don't recall. Do you think I'm close to the mark? I mean, is it like some kind well, of? Well, I wood, mean, the, like... the the main theme it was it still was a synthesizer, right? For for like the main theme, but um, 
There's some know. sort of like haunting wood instrument that plays like throughout the movie, like with the like womp womp in the background. I couldn't tell you. Now I need to know. But yeah. I'll look if it, it sounded like a clarinet, it's a clarinet. I don't fucking know what a clarinet sounds like. Um, That's a lie I do. What's the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ennio Marconi is like a legend. I don't know if you know the other soundtracks that he what did. What else has he done? David. I, I you know, I I don't know who, who that is. So he was the one that did the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ooh. The, like, original spaghetti yeah. western soundtrack, basically. It's a great movie. Uh, Is that ton- wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Okay. So tons of westerns. He did the soundtrack for uh, the Hateful Eight. Oh. Um, the Untouchables. Hmm. Lots of just a ton of ton of movies. He's like, he's a big dude. Um, okay. So, like I said, I I researched this movie thoroughly this time. So, um. It's based off a novella called Who Goes There by John W. Campbell. It's not the first movie that adapted it. The first one was the 1951 The Thing from Another World. Hmm. And this movie follows the novella a lot more. Like, I think the 1951 version wanted to, but it had such a low budget. Hmm. Like, if it were... I think it if it was calculated into today's dollars, it was something like a like a hundred thousand dollar budget or something like that really like not that much oh wait this is the original the original okay so, i was gonna say uh, 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 no in that one <laughs> they lied <laughs> um there was an alien craft and an, an alien in the ice but instead of an alien that that imitates people exactly learn to imitate you exactly um i don't so, know what that is what is, yeah, what that? is that that's from, from the simpsons I you remember that's a Treehouse of Horror Seven, hmm. where they shrink Lisa down into the petri dish. Oh, we've watched you since the dawn of time, and we've learned <laughs> to imitate you exactly. <laughs> I have, I've. That's probably the one I've seen the the fewest times. Really? Yeah. I think yeah, this one with Hugo in it. I typically avoid the 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 Treehouse of Horrors. Because I feel like they got fucked out for me. I watched mm. them so much early on that now I'm like, when I go back through and watch them, I'm like, oh, it's a treehouse of horror. Well, yeah, this is like season eight, though, so it's not quite fucked out. It was, it's probably getting there. But um, anyways, so instead of that in the original um, movie, mm-hmm. um, the no, no shit, the monster is a vegetable. <laughs> the the ma- happening. They make a <laughs> the original the happening. They make great. They go to great pains to explain like so. It's like a giant evil carrot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he just looks like oh a, my god. <laughs> it basically looks like a low rent Frankenstein, okay. and it's just a monster, and that's it. And it can grow like you can use it to, you know, uh, propagate other plants of its own kind but that's that was the monster in in the 1951 so and it's very like 1951-ish it's like if you spray it with water does it make it grow real large mm. oh my gosh it's dripping funny smelling water all over me (laughs) it's it's like actually a really influential movie a lot of horror directors talk about Hmm. or just directors talk about how that's like was a very impactful horror movie when they were younger, but you watch it and it's like, it's like these fifties movies where it's like, okay, this is kind of dumb. They're 
talking over it's quick talking yeah talking over each other generic scientist beakers you know evil scientist and then the the main thing was the tone was so different because it was like a it's almost like white christmas horror movie like it's got a the cast is just basically a bunch of uh war veterans so it's like everyone just re- returned from World War II and like, hey, Captain, eh, remember when we were beating Nazis? Well, let's go out in the snow. So, I mean, that's basically the feel of, of that movie. Is it set in Antarctica? No, it's set in the Arctic Circle. So it's actually set in hmm. the North Pole. Okay. And it starts out in Anchorage. So, oh, okay. yeah, a little little bit different. But some of this stuff was the same. So, like, the alien crash, um, the... Um, like how they treated the the alien crash, they like inadvertently blow it up, um, bringing back the alien in a block of ice, hmm. and I think the attempt to no, yeah, that's kind of where it ends. It it's kinda... a weird time the fifties for horror movies because it was like monster movie, monster movie, monster movie, monster movie, and just like throw shit at the walls and see what works. Like maybe vegetables are scary. I don't know. Kids don't like vegetables. And those are the people who are coming to see the movie. So make it a vegetable. And it's like, okay. Like they were just seeing what worked because no one had a real strong grip on the terror that things can cause. So it's a weird, it's a weird concept now, 70 years later, but you know, back then, I mean, I'm sure it was influential on a lot of these these directors. Are like, yeah. oh, fucking vegetables, Jesus Christ. The novella was like really close to to this movie. Um, the movie takes a l- couple liberties in in terms of like the setup for it, but like all the all the pieces are there. Um, the The novella is really like a Lovecraftian H.G. Mm. Wells hybrid. It's very much like, um, you know, scientists in the snow finding a mysterious entity yeah um there's a lot more descriptions of like the monster itself and it, it made a little more sense like how the monster acted oh, in the man, novella i would love actually. to know that can you please explain that so because there's the, the motivations are a little unclear yeah yeah i was gonna say that that's one of my notes was like the monster doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason nope. like when it's no rhyme or reason changing <laughs> it's definitely one of my one of my criticisms procreate it's like stealthily except it's it, like but okay. not consistently yeah so in the novella it they find it in the ice and it's like this weird alien creature like with like tentacles and and all this and like red eyes and mm-hmm. blue skin and stuff and they're like studying it and then all of a sudden like it comes alive and basically is attacked by the the dogs in the place mm. and it kind of skips forward and it just you get the feeling that the fallout of that is like what just happened because they describe it kind of changing form and changing into a dog um and so they're like well we don't even know if the form that we saw it in the ice was this actual form because mm. obviously it can change and it picked like the most you know um like the best predator available in its repertoire, I guess. Okay. I guess that would um, make sense. Yeah. And so like none of the transformations or anything are really seen in, in the novella. It's more like they figure out what's happening mm-hmm. and, um, and then sometimes they find it like midstream, like when it's in between transitions and that's when 
they attack it, and it's, it's like, not. I quite had a fully sock formed. on the door. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, you're making a lot of noise in there. It sounds <laughs> like you're being ripped apart. It yeah, it leans much more. Stop heavily, it, mom. Much more heavily on like alien monster. So it, it probably looked a lot more like an actual alien monster, other than hmm. just random like you know wacky Mad Libs. <laughs> practical effects does it also explain whether or not it's it's just one coherent monster or whether it's like multiple yes. individual cell it monsters? goes into detail like that's oh, the, well, that's does. where it's really wow. interesting and that's what actually helped with the film like nice. it ex- knowing how the novella explained <clears throat> what this alien was hmm. um it makes the movie make a lot more sense yeah i wonder you're actually <laughs> making me really want to read this it's uh they describe it as so the the alien um can split like even if it's like one cell okay it can survive that and it has a mind of its own and what happens is it replaces it consumes the thing so like it will consume the dog and then mm. replace all of its cells with its own cells in a perfect imitation to where you can't distinguish whether they're dog cells or alien cells okay and so. then there not only is like the dog exists now but the original like mass of the alien still exists too wait so, the dog still exists after well the this dog point? is an imitation so like it created hmm. it's basically it basically procreated by okay consuming so, and imitating the dog so i think we all had this concern while watching the 1982 john carpenter's the thing which is how exactly is this working? What mm. is there a body left over, or is it like is it like uh, is it attacking the the thing on a cellular level and like taking over all mm-hmm. the cells and just becoming a, a a replica of it? And the answer is that second one. It's consu- consuming the organism mm-hmm. and it, basically taking over all of its cells and and kind of becoming. Uh, like hopping into its body almost. Right, right. Okay, that's the answer. Yeah, so like when we see it in the film, it looks like it's midway through like creating the new like copy. Yeah. Basically. And that's kind of like where the mm. tension is is because you don't know how many right. of the thing there are. There could be multiple. It, in the movie, it's you. It's several times you're like, okay, so now there's two. Yeah. Oh, maybe there's a third. There's like a question mark on a third like out there. So does that mean it only takes like a drop? Like because there's there's sort of these various ways that they escalate the tension in the movie. Like at first it starts out with, you know, it attacks the dogs. We're in spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it like attacks the dogs. So then, you know, it's like, okay, did it attack the dogs because it was threatened or did it attack the dogs because it's trying to take them over? I think in the movie it was to take them over. Okay, because it seemed like a really like bad way to do it if it's trying to be on right. the DL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you see later in the film, like how subtly it can take him over. Right. Like, um, what is it? Um, when, um, Blair reaches out and like grabs the guy's face and his fingers go in yeah. his face. Oh, it was uh, so society. gnarly. Oh man. Like, that was very that like society. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. So it's, he could just do that. You don't have to turn into right. like a Lovecraftian goblin right. monster. Which begs the question: What are the motive? What was the motivation right. there? Yeah. Well, scene? I mean, it's definitely the motivation for that is they spent a lot of money on practical effects and they wanted well, to show it off. I think the only way that scene makes sense in the mo- in keeping with the motivations of the of the character of the thing is is if it felt threatened, which 
I, it, on this last rewatch, I noticed that the dogs do start barking at it, and then it like right. freaks out. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't know that if, it, if that's not the case, I really wonder. Like, what the hell? What's well? It's not. I don't. I don't. I don't suppose this thing to be terribly like this. Is this is a totally different organism, right? It can fly mm-hmm. a fucking spaceship. Yeah, it can. It, it's got. But but also it's different than anything you've ever experienced and and you know its motivations can not be known. That's right. True. You know and and but not only that, it is fucking so alarming to see dogs that are scared. Yeah. Really, actually scared being filmed, and when they get shot with that goop, that one dog that gets yeah, goop yeah, shot, like yeah. it's like. <laughs> Yeah. I'll tell why, you, why, 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 like tell you why? That dog looks so upset. It's true. I hope he got a nice green pasture and just got to retire and be a good boy after that. Because, whoo, when they're shooting them with that goop, he's like, oh, God, please don't. Don't shoot yeah. me with the goop. Hey, like look look at that thing. It's so fucking scary. So I, I watched this last night, and uh, my viewing companion was Meg. My dog. She did not like this movie. Oh. <laughs> she, like the first half of it features, you know, a dog being chased down, being shot, shot at. at. Yeah. And then, you know, a bunch of dogs being mutilated. Meg's by like, oh, God, he's got a grenade. <laughs> yeah, throw the... All right. When are we going to discuss? Uh, I've been waiting this whole time to discuss how bad of a shot the Norwegians are. Can we talk about that? For right a after this. Okay. Hold on to that. All right. Before we get any further, I would like to thank our new patrons. I We always forget to do this, but I'm going to take oh. a moment. Yeah, thank you. Okay, new patrons that we have to thank. Thank you so much, and and I'm gonna rename a couple of people just to make sure we get everybody a couple of times. We got J Deasy, thank you, Anita P, Jordan W, Ryan C, Sam L, Shannon M, and Clyde M. Thank you guys all so much. If you ever want to talk, want to chat, hit us up on the messaging service on Patreon, and we'll you know. We'll have a little little sit down, a little little powwow about horror movies. Thank you guys for supporting us. We La- sure do appreciate. Yeah. It. Lastly, the the last thing about the novella, the, the there are several names that were taken from the novella too. So McCready is from the original source material. Doctor Copper, Gary, and Blair are all in the, and they're pretty similar characters, especially Blair. He's the one that goes crazy. Okay. He's a diabetes man. Um, diabetes. And then. What's the? Oh yeah, it, it's it's weird because I watched the thing years ago, and I was not impressed. I was like, this one. Yeah, I'm like, wow. I don't get what the deal is, and I don't know. So is this like your second viewing? It's like my second or third, probably. Wow. Um, honestly, upon viewing it this time, <sighs> like there are so many scenes that I don't remember at all. Yeah. Like I don't remember the beginning at all. With the dog. I've seen this. I don't remember them ever finding a UFO. <laughs> like, I was... Uh, I thought maybe that... I might have thought that was, like, just another research station. I didn't realize it was an actual UFO. And again, just complete stoicism. Like, no one's surprised right. by these things. They're just right. like, oh, yeah, another alien UFO. And then the... going to handle <laughs> like a man. And then the Kill last it. one that I didn't get was um, when Wilf- Wilford Brimley's character, Blair... Like 
makes the tunnel and is creating another UFO. <laughs> Not, yet another criticism that I have. I, I don't remember. How the fuck did that he do at that? All. There's a lot of willing suspense. Like there's a lot of being tucked. Okay. This movie uh, is meant for a, this is a first viewing movie that just happens to be fucking spectacular on second, third, fourth, fifth. Right. Viewing. It's true. It really is. Better. It is. This is a movie that is supposed to grab you by the hand and then just run real fast down the hall. Right. And you're yeah. like, ah, don't pay attention to that. What's that? Oh shit. Oh, it's kind of like the shining where it's like, Oh, Oh God! Well, there's a fucking dog sucking a guy off in that room. It's like, <laughs> just keep running, just keep running, and and so you're not supposed to ask a lot of questions. It's just, it's just like, if if you start getting too deep into it, you're gonna have too many questions. How can Wilford Brimley burrow way deep down in the tunnel and create a UFO in four hours? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I mean, night over... is really long there. I don't know. Just the yeah. tunnel alone, like in the cavern that he right. builds. Like what? What? <laughs> Not to mention the fact that he builds a fucking UFO down there. Well, I mean, if you think, if you know that he's a thing, it's like he can yeah. turn into like a, a bulldozer monster. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> so actually, you know, that is a good point, and 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 and, the, and I am willing to forgive the movie on some of these things because it's not really clear who is the thing when. Right. Yeah. And on this viewing, I actually considered because I had a lot of these questions last week, and when I watched it, and, and the and and again, it's a great movie to watch on repeat viewings because you see like immediately a guy gets licked by the dog within like the first five minutes of the movie, and you're like, oh right. fuck, that's the first one maybe, and so you kind of have all these questions. I would love to spend an afternoon just like pausing and mapping it out and building the Venn diagram of who I think yeah. is connected at what point. I mean, there's a lot of ambiguity. I think it's, it purposefully leaves that open. Yeah. yeah. But it's great because I think you could maybe try to piece it together and I'd love to, to see what somebody's come up the with. The on only that. time when there's, when there's actually certainty is when they do the, the, mm-hmm. the burning wire test, the burning wire test. Yes. But, but then, it's also genius how John Carpenter sets this whole thing up, getting back to the Norwegians, is it's it's diabolical how this is set up. Like, you know, you start, you see a dog running for its life. You're like, oh, good boy. And you then want you me see... to replace the villain with a dog? I mean, nobody will know what's going on. They will if you set up that the dog is evil. All you have to do is show him doing this. <laughs> and people will suspect the dog. Yeah, and it's, so it's true. And you're like, what are they doing trying to shoot that good boy? And then you're like, why don't they just hold the helicopter still for a second? And the movie's like, shut up, shut up, just run with me. And uh, and. And so you're the whole time you're like, oh, good old American saving the dog. You know, like that's how you feel on first viewing of this. You're like, oh, huh. They're trying to maybe they're the thing. Are they the thing? They're trying to shoot their dog like that's a that's an evil thing to do. And then it's it's very subversive. Like the whole time you're kind of like, what's actually happening? And I love that there are no strong answers. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I gotta say that dog is a really good actor. Yeah, Uh, unbelievable. One of the best actors in the movie. (laughs) That dog is so off-putting. Like the way he just—he has that super intense stare, and he just walks very mechanically into the room with the other dogs into Mm -hmm. like the dog pen, where he's like, "That scene is really great, isn't it?" Yeah. Oh, they're all sort of eyeing him. Like, who's this guy? And it's a great way to set up the fact that, like, okay. Clearly, the imitation is good enough to fool the dogs initially, but they're all kind of looking at him, and then they all sort of like slowly realize something's off. Yeah, and they spread. And they sort of, and they're kind of like, and then they start growling a little bit. I mean, it's a great way to sort of like uh, explain that you know it is an Mm. imitation, but it's not perfect. 
yet, right? right? It takes time to, to build that. Right. So um, my other main beef about this movie is Kurt Russell's hat. Seems like the <laughs> least convenient hat to have in Antarctica. It's the least believable thing about this movie. When he even movie. wears it. Half the time he's not even wearing it. Right. He's like outside. And it's like, zero. you know what you want in like freezing cold, like 40 mile per hour wind? A real floppy hat. <laughs> and his ears are never red when he's not wearing it. His ears are never red. Blows my fucking right. mind. But he has long hair. So he's, yeah, I mean, so he's got this super floppy hat and it's like, it's like a sun hat. But the sun reflects off the snow. It's not going to do shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so I gotta, I gotta say, on that Facebook Facebook group we were talking about earlier, I asked a uh, a question a day or two ago. Uh, most hunky dude in all of horror, and my suggestion. Kurt Russell going to be on there. My suggestion was Patrick Bateman from American Psycho, but a lot of ladies, a lot of ladies said Kurt Russell yeah. in the thing. Mm. And I can see that. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was some there are some honorable mention. A lot of people also mentioned the cop from uh, from the Invisible Man 2020. Oh, yeah. With his nice booty and from and his. Oh, yeah. 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 You know who I'm talking about. He, he knows a lot of people. Um, uh, I got into an argue about argument about whether or not Jason Bateman was in the horror movie. I say he was he was in The Gift. And other people are saying The Gift is not a horror movie, it's a thriller. Hmm. And they're wrong. Um, <laughs> Those are the same thing. So okay, I have to tell you, another thing that I noticed in this movie that like I had a sudden realization, Kurt Russell's bulge. That, that Ooh. well, yeah. Yeah. Um well, yeah. <laughs> Last thing about Kurt Russell, like those costumes were great. Like every single mm-hmm. Like costume and a and like appearance change of Kurt Russell looks great. This is a very men are men very much right. setting Extremely where it's like stoic. dudes drink constantly, never show one ounce of inebriation. Right, they're smoking pot. There's one tear. Kurt Russell sheds one tear in the entire movie, and they barely show it, and that's it. That's yeah. how he deals with this trauma. Right, <laughs> I've seen some goddamn shit. Um. The one thing that hopped out at me and that I realized, like, this is a trope, and it it begs a compilation, mm. is low-effort 80s computer exposition. <laughs> I, oh. I fucking wrote some shit down for this, too. I'm it, so ready for this. It's like... It's one of my favorite parts. Uh, it's like, like <laughs> you show a computer screen, and it just sends out the text like, the cell is an imitation now. <laughs> Look. It's like, and then they type in... Who is an alien? Right. Chance of uh, other crew being an <laughs> no, alien? No, no, no. I, I wrote this oh, part okay, down. Oh, there we go. Probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism, 75%. Like, what? Yeah. Who, who fucking programmed that? Right. Was that like a written response? Like, did this he write out so that response? This was so far before people understood computers in any way, shape, or form. You could get away with literally anything. Oh, the computer God. could have had a flashlight in it, <laughs> and people would have been like, wow, I didn't know computers could – you could fuck computers, but okay. Can you imagine being the developer that was contracted to write that program? Right. Like, okay, just like here's an output. Wait, probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder. Or like, am I going to die? Like, should I be worried? Uh, wh- where is this? Sure. I'm glad place. this team's going to Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. Where are you installing the software? Antarctica? Okay, good. Like, let's just I'll yeah. never go there, I guess. If you've ever played any kind of 80s text adventure 
computer games, <laughs> you know the limitations. Like 99.9999% of anything you type in is like, what? That command's unknown. <laughs> it could be anything. Did you mean diphtheria? Because you're going to die of malaria. So, so that, I mean, think of all the movies that do that. Like Alien does that. They have a low effort computer exposition thing where they're like, type in, why is an alien here? It's like, well, alien dangerous. I don't know. It's, I mean, they were doing that stuff well into the 2000s. Right. Yeah, I mean, they still, they still use they still it, but that's alien. like... In the 80s, there's a certain aspect of just the text output. Right. It's very like, specific. You know. Yeah. I, I was curious, though. 75% is an interesting number to output there because the animation clearly shows an alien cell completely taking over the organism. So, like, man, to me, the probability that everyone is, you know, would be a bit higher. Mm-hmm. So maybe I was thinking maybe that's like a, a director's clue. Like that at that point in the movie, seventy five percent of the crew are, are taken, and I thought maybe that could be a fun way to like. If you had this map been out. a Stanley Kubrick movie, you'd be <laughs> you'd be dead on the money, dead, right, right, right. dead, dead on the money. It just seems like such a specific number and a very specific statement. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think you don't this, think John Carpenter was I thinking don't think that. Just John Carpenter's deal. I think he's, he's on... like, I don't care what the fucking number is. Is it scary? <laughs> like, make it fucking scary. Like that's the yeah. thing. Um. Again, not a, uh, another reason that this reminded me of Alien, other than the computer exposition, is it's just the character development. It's really just like, yeah. this is a group of men. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, the, so, the development's bad, but the introduction is one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like they, they take, do, they, they take do the have, time. Yeah. They do have personality, but there's no. But the first thirty minutes like, is backstory. really just like introducing yeah. each character. Mm. It, and I didn't realize that in the. Ooh, ooh, actually, I have a trivia question for later, so I don't know if I'm going to uh, spoil this right now. But like, No, go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait. But I do <laughs> love the way they introduce every character in the movie. Like, mm. everyone kind of gets their own shot, right? Yeah. In the, in the start. Yeah, and, and you know, tr- true to form, Carpenter kind of is a trope breaker. And, uh, like, one of the, like, the only two survivors of them, one of them's, one of them's black, mm-hmm. which is... That goes against the... You know, well, you right. assume they're a survivor. Oh, oh maybe he's not really. So in the 80s, I actually don't really... Like, I know that that's supposed to be a trope. Like, the black deck always dies first in the 80s movies or 90s or... Like, a lot when, of did, when did that When did that start and when did it stop? Like, when did... Where did I mean, that I think, trope start? I think uh, Return of the Living Dead is probably, like, the touchstone for it. Was that it. 50s or 60s? That was the 60s. 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 Um, I mean, that's where it was really, like... But, well, but, I don't know. He wasn't. He was the last one to die. Right. Actually, in that actually one. yeah, I think yeah. And, that was, and Romero I think did that. Was a similar thing. He would often have uh, the black guy be the the last right. person, or or the main character. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's been around for a while. I mean, a I don't know if time. you know that much about America, but we don't have a great track record <laughs> with like. Wait. Do tell. You know, uh, appreciating the lives of black people. Whoa! Oh, wow. Whoa! Hot take. Okay, hot takes here on horror movie talk. Look at you. Um, so you're saying Elizabeth that, asked us not to be political. So, you, so you're saying that the trope started in the 60s, but it was immediately broken. No, I broken. think the trope started probably in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even I have my limits. Uh, I don't this know is, if I'm supposed to laugh. What do I do with my hands? Uh, uh, 
Okay, so so the the point though is the token uh, like they they have token characters in the film in the thing the yeah. 80s version of the thing, and they may or may not off them immediately. Right, it's very unclear. Right. Um, there's a couple tests that they have throughout the movie to try to see who the alien is. They mention a blood serum test, which is in the novella, but I don't think they ever actually do it hmm. because yeah. the blood supply is destroyed. It's uh, sabotaged. They go through a lot of like lengths to describe that in the novella of like, you know, if we introduce these cells, it'll do this and we'll know if it's human or, or not. And then when they do the test, there's so much uncertainty because of who did the test. <laughs> mm. They're like, well, it could be either one of them. That's fair. So, um, but then the, the final, like the actual test is the, um, you know, the, the burnt wire into the, into the, uh, Petri dish of blood. And they explain that. And, uh, I'm not sure I, I caught it the first viewing, but they basically explain it as any part of the thing becomes its own entity yeah. and, and has like a desire to save itself. I, I have some problems with, with this because it's it, it like whenever they torch the thing, if that's uh-huh. true, I would expect it to split apart into a million pieces and all run away independently of each other. Right, but every time they torch one of the things, it just accepts it and burns. Well, yeah, I mean, when in the scene where they torch, um, what's his name, when where his head mm-hmm. like oozes off and, and crawls off, <laughs> right. oh, like, God, it doesn't dude. seem Fucking like kidding me. So yeah, awesome. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the I guess that's the question about like, okay, what are the rules for the thing? Because it can spontaneously entire entirely open its body cavity into. Right into a jaw to consume someone, but it can't really just, you know, that you know, scene where remove he his head. head to walk away. It needs some time that, for that. that. That scene has such amazing comedic timing too, because like right. he looks over his shoulder and the thing like stops. And then he's like, what, what does he say? You, you just got it. You got it. And then he fucking like blows it away me. with the torch. Like that was brilliant. Like if it was a really a horror movie, the, the head should have kept crawling away. Right. right. But, but it like stops when he notices it. That's, that's so great. I love that. scene. <laughs> if I don't He's move, like, he won't see me. It's just yeah. a head with spider legs. Like what? And a little stock, little yeah. eye stocks. I also love the, okay. The answer to almost all problems in this movie is, Get the flamethrower. <laughs> right. Is first of all, we're in an Antarctic research facility and flamethrower. Uh, right. Not just like we're not talking like a little burn thrower, you know, like well, something you know, to just get things started. We're talking a backpack flamethrower. See, that actually makes sense to me though, because they probably melt a lot of ice on a regular basis. Mm. They probably have to like thaw large swaths of things i flamethrowers fucking dropping knowledge on me over well i mean like i don't know if you've like i've seen in um like the southwest they just use like flamethrowers or big like um yeah basically flamethrowers to like weed Mm. they just Mm -hmm. torch the weeds on the ground in between the cracks of the pavement because like eh, it's easy yeah yeah so it's like i could imagine that we gotta thaw out like an entire that all like, that, uh, those, all those dandelions in Antarctica. Right. <laughs> like, God damn it. Well, no, you got They just keep popping up. fucking weeds. They grow in the cement. <laughs> um, there's a moment, there's a couple moments that are like direct homages to the 51 film. Oh, really? Um, number one is the title appearance. Yeah. Like when the, the first. The credit. Appearance of the, of the, the thing. The spaceship. Title. 
um, where it burns through and the letters mm-hmm. reveal. Yeah. That's, that's straight. That's exactly like the 50s version. I really like that even, opening. Even the font. It's a really great opening. And then the other one is when Palmer's on flames and runs out of the building. Mm. That's a direct homage to the 51 film. That's like one of the only action sequences or there's only like two appearances of the thing in the 51 hmm. version and one is he's on fire and just like runs through the building and outside into the snow and disappears i have a i have a fun little note can't sort of fun little thing to interject about the flamethrowers that mm-hmm. first flamethrower scene when they uh nuke the the dog like in the kennel mm-hmm. um so last weekend when i when i was watching it i was like man it kind of looks like it's sort of Cuts back. I think it's Childs who's uh, nuking it. It cuts over kind of behind his back. Um, it's like this bright flare up of light. You can't really see what's going on. But I was like, man, it kind of looks like there's nothing there in the kennel. And so this time I posited that scene. And yeah, there's nothing in that room. He's just like nuking a wall. <laughs> like oh. he just like fucking like torches a wall like the actor. There's just like literally nothing in that kennel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't even try to hide it. Well, that's it I mean, me that's. <laughs> You know, that's one of those things where it's like, well, how are people going to, you know, night, what it was this, 82 or was it 80? Yeah. 82. 82. How are they going to rewatch this bullshit? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, they're going to go frame by frame. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And as it turns out, <laughs> you're like, yep. 40 years later, it's like, beep, beep, remember, beep, beep, beep. <laughs> remember frame by frame with VHS uh, tapes where you could like yeah, do the yeah. slow-mo, the top but you'd have like 80% of the screen, like the white static yeah, lines. Yeah, you could, like barely see what was like, going on. Like it just... It's yeah. not a one-to-one thing. Like you have to just. It's much easier now. Yeah. Um, and if I'm wrong, don't at me because I don't have a whatever account <laughs> that is. Um, okay, my my lat. This is where I have the biggest beef with this movie. Is the ending makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like it, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like mm. they have all this knowledge and they realize like what's going on. They've tested. They have a test to see who's the thing or not. <laughs> right. Why not? Just and then test. they just decide like, well. We can't let it freeze because if it freezes, people will find it. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> Let's agree to freeze Let's to death. To freeze so like, we death. can't just freeze to death and let it freeze. Like, okay. Like, why don't no. you like no. survive and let it freeze, and then you can go get it and kill it. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me to where they're like, okay, well, we just got to blow up everything. Yeah, I think they're all pretty tilted and, and fried by this point. Like, nobody's so, slept in, like, a month. Everyone's just been super on edge and freaking out for, like, it, a month. It's, it's like, all of a sudden, they just decide, like, well, we got to give up now. We yeah. Might as well just commit suicide and destroy it with us, even though we can't see where it is. Or, with, with complete or no, stoicism, too. Like, yeah. nobody bats an eye, like, well, I guess we'll just all, right. all kill each other or whatever. And, and then also, also, while executing this plan, they decide this is the perfect time to split off. <laughs> Of course. Individually. Of course. Like, okay, let's do it all alone. Let's split out in three ways and then regroup. Well, without it, you wouldn't have a movie. I mean, I mean, there's no, you can have the appearance of the monster and have like a final stand kind of thing. To to be fair, though, McCready doesn't really like work with other people super well. You know, he's kind of like a lone wolf. So they were together and then he kind of like is off doing his own thing and then everyone else dies. And there are so many elements of things that work so well. Like they take hope away from you just continuously, mm-hmm. right? Um, how how Doc went through the the helicopter and he just tore it apart. McCready goes in there and he's like, "I can't now. We can't yeah. get out of here. We can't get out of here." Which is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. You know, it's good for humanity, right? 
and then there's this this foreboding implication. I love how the movie starts, which is the spacecraft crashing on Earth. Mm-hmm. Right? You see it, and then and then how you about midway through the movie they 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 discover that the Norwegians have found this spacecraft buried deep within the ice, and he's like, I. This thing could have been here for a hundred thousand years. That's how. That's how. That's how this ice looks to me. Like this is incredibly old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the implications for how long this thing can last is just like, oh, we, there's no hope. Eventually, this is going to hit us. Like mm-hmm. somehow it'll it'll get thawed right. out and and it's coming. The or- lot he, he coming. You know, the fifty one film is the origin of like keep looking to the skies <laughs> like it's that's right. how that's how that movie ends yeah. is you know look to the skies um and so that's like a joke now for you know sci-fi movies right. or, or stuff that are trying to imitate like those 50s movies um so yeah that is the takeaway that's like well you don't really know if they killed it or not and you know with this film yeah there, there's two left and there's a question of you know Who's who? The other thing is like that I liked is when they're doing the test, um, the humans are really relieved to realize that they're humans, which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's like they they'd ha- have like the the needle going, they'd be like, "Oh God, good, I'm human." It's like, well, wouldn't it, it wouldn't does you know? beg a question on how long the transformation takes place? <clears throat> the non gory ones, the apparently right. ones that don't need to be gory, even though sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. And then it's a question of, do you know that you're the thing or not? Yeah. It, th- well, okay. I mean, you're de- uh, you gotta you gotta put yourself into the into the psyche of someone who's been who's seen some fucking shit right like oh my fucking god the dog's got like cords whipping around and is shooting the other dogs with goop like and we lit it on fire like there's so much there that you, that you don't know that you're realizing like oh this is something so fucking fucked up i have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. thank god i'm still okay like there's right. got to be an element of just and, and then and then the way it makes everybody turn on each other uh you know, it just must be relieving to just feel like, oh, okay, I'm vindicated. Look, yeah. everyone around feels good about me now. Right. Like, this is yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I think, like, the source material and, like, the pretty much everything ends on the same kind of note of, like, eh, it's pretty hopeless and we don't know whether it's actually dead or not. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a great way to, to end the movie. And that's really the reason why they did kind of a illogical ending of splitting up and torching everything. It's to have that ending of like, well, it's hopeless and we're sitting here and we're going to probably freeze to death. That, that scene, not, not in the very end where it's uh, Kurt Russell and Childs, but the uh, like right before that, where he, where Kurt Russell kind of has the final showdown with the big bad, that scene, uh, they're like, the lighting is like, they're kind of underground. And that, they that got my, the flare light. Yeah, the flare lighting. Dude, that is like my favorite part of the movie. Like, this is one of those movies that just gets better as the movie goes. And that scene is just this perfect culmination for me. Mm-hmm. I just love the, like, the way that's shot. What is with all the furniture stacked in that scene? Did you, did you guys notice that? When they're uh-uh. in the cavern and he's sort of like, so it, the monster, like, takes something. Kurt Russell's, like, uh, like doing the dynamite or something mm-hmm. and the other guy gets gets Kurt killed you know super quietly and then Kurt Russell like he's like what's going on he's like slowly walking underground in the cavern and if you look in that scene beautifully shot beautifully lit but it's just all the stacked wooden furniture mm-hmm. that's like 
a layer of frost is covering it. And I'm just like, what? What just, is all that furniture doing down there? Let's go back earlier in the conversation. Remember how, like, when you first moved out of your parents' house and you had the box <laughs> spring? And then four years later, there's just too much shit. You just gotta That's hollow true. out That's a true. snow cave just to, <laughs> just to fucking just to fucking put all your goddamn chairs. So what was that snow cave too? Like, was that well, under the facility? Well, was their storage snow cave. No, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was that. That wasn't where Wilford Brimley was creating the. No, this no, is no, a separate this was a snow cave. <laughs> this was a separate. Camera. There was like there was like a generator down there, right? Or, yeah. Uh, or something that somebody sabotaged. So many things were sabotaged. Yeah. It's a great idea to put, you know, the source of all your electricity underground <laughs> under a meltable, you know, walls. Uh, um, anyway, so uh, that's that's the thing. What's what's your final recommendations for this movie? I mean, I think everyone. This is this if is, they haven't seen this, they should see it. I didn't tell my story. I'm going to oh. tell my story. So this la- this uh, two no- two nights ago now, I uh, I was sat down to watch this. It was about nine p.m. My wife was there with me. She's like, I think I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. And and I'm watching this, and I'm feeling pretty tense. I'm like, wow, this movie is incredibly scary. I can't – I didn't remember it being this scary, and every time it hits so hard. I look to my right out our window that looks uh, east uh, out of our uh, walkout door, our pane glass door. And I see fire falling from the sky. What? Mm-hmm. I see fucking fire coming vertically down out of the sky. And it looks like it's landing ten houses down. <laughs> and it takes up a good six inches of my view of, of, of the window. It's substantial. And it's like, what the fuck? And, like, I know as soon as I see it, I'm like, god damn it. She's not going to believe anything that I'm going to say right now. But I'm like... I'm so keyed up at night anyway. I hear the all, sky is falling. I say, Carrie, <laughs> there's, there's fire, fire falling out of the sky right now. I have to go outside. I walk outside as the movie's playing. I'm like, what the shit is that? And she, it, it's gone by the time she looks. And now I'm just like beside myself. <laughs> I was like, what the hell was that? What was that? It looked like it was just beyond a tree. It looked so close. I'm freaking out. Carrie's like, okay, you're, I'm just going to stay here. You, you need somebody to be with you. <laughs> so, so thinking I'm crazy or something like that. I'm getting sweaty thinking about this. So she, so finally the movies gets done. I'm like, wow, what the fuck was that? The next morning I learned, oh, like they think it's the Falcon nine SpaceX Falcon nine burn up in reentry. Huh. Uh, like a bunch of people fucking saw this. Damn, you didn't know, you didn't find out until the next day. You just like, this was like in your mind, the whole like, yes. oh fuck, are we going to die? Yes. God, we're going to die. But you don't understand. This is so much of my life is like, <laughs> I, like I have to accept this level of shit all the time. Right, right. I hear a car door close 20 times and I'm yeah. like, who's getting in and out of their car 20 times? Are we being cased? Like what's happening? And so... And so it's it's all unbelievable. I'm just gonna go sit out in front of David's house one <laughs> day, just like door. right behind the fence where he can't see, and just like. To be fair, a car door opening and closing twenty times is kind of ominous. Like I would be a little concerned too. I don't know. Like I think there's just people that don't realize like how many times they're opening and closing their car door. They're like, I gotta take the groceries in. All right, one bag at a time. 
got to carry this watermelon all alone. It's like, yeah, there's sometimes where you just hear specifically car doors. You're like, who the fuck is going in and out of that fucking car 20 times tonight? And you you live in the city, Justin. Like, you grew up rural like me. Do you hear all oh, I'm, every... I'm the same way. I'm the same exact I way. I everything. Yeah, it doesn't matter if somebody beeps their car to lock it or whatever the sound is. I'm like, what are you... Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> Who's out there? It's like seven o'clock. People are just like yeah, coming and going in my life. building complex. And I'm just like, what are you... What are you, what are you doing? What, your, oh, your kids are walking up the stairs at seven o'clock at night? Not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> uh-uh. Not in my watch. I'm just a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking and a rolling. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, this is an undeniable movie. You have, you must. This is the most important movie you can watch. It's pretty great. Yeah. And all those criticisms, I mean, I should I should just say, like, I love this movie. It, it, should, it should really go to show you, watching it back to back. I mean, and I loved it, right? Both so, times. Both times, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty great. It's pretty you want good. me to replace the villain with a dog? <laughs> I mean, nobody will know what's going on. They will if you set up that the dog is evil. All you have to do is show him doing this. And people will suspect the dog. Okay, so moving on, let's go to our first game of the day. Don't blank on the blank. Okay, so let me explain this this game a little bit. Okay, is this me versus Justin? It's you versus Justin. (gasps) Okay. Okay, so... There are about a million horror movies that are two words the that are the thing. something, uh, the yeah. thing, okay. the shining, the gift, oh, yeah. the invitation. Oh, no. So I'm going to read you. Can I use those? <laughs> no. I'm going to read you a description of a movie, mm. and you have to decide Ooh. which movie it is. It's easy. I've given you half of it already. Oh, nice. Each one of them starts out with the, oh, and there's only that. one more word. And there's one more word. Okay. So. I've got a bunch. We'll see how fast it goes. Okay. Um, I've got ten. Don't blank on the Don't blank. blank on the blank. Okay. Okay. So since Justin's the guest, I'll let him go first Aww. each time. That's so nice. That's going to be plan. the worst. <laughs> That's a good plan. Good plan. No, we'll switch off, I guess. If Are they all horror movies? They are all horror movies. I am going to fail this. <sighs> but it'll be fun to watch me fail. Okay. First up. A study in fear escalates into a heart-stopping nightmare for a professor and three subjects trapped in a mysterious mansion. Ooh. Okay. Good. Uh, and it's just one more word? Mm-hmm. The blank. Uh, the study. This is, I think this is The Haunting. Mm. That would make more sense. David is correct. This is The Haunting from... Yeah, studies aren't very scary. 1999. Well, 99, but also there's one in the 60s. Yeah, this one's the Liam Neeson one. Yeah, and it's got that hottie in it. I thought that was The House on Haunted Hill. Is that a different thing? No. It's a different thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, no. Actually, that may be the one from the 50s or the 60s that I'm thinking of. Um, Okay, next Hmm. one. A comic book artist loses his hand, which in turn takes on a murderous life of its own. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I want to watch whatever this is, uh, but I don't know. But I'm going to guess. Uh, the Hand. Can you explain? Can you say that one more time? <laughs> a comic book artist loses his hand, in which, which in turn takes on a murderous life of its own. Boy, I'm going to be, I'm going to get in trouble. I don't remember what this is. A comic book artist loses his hand. What year? 
1981. Oh, I was going to say Creep Show, but that's 89. No, it's the Creep Show. Yeah. I don't know. I could. I don't know. Okay, you give up? Yeah. Justin is correct. It's the hand. Yes! What the fuck? I'm just going to say the and then whatever the word is right. that he says next. Okay. <laughs> That's my game plan. We're tied. Yes. <laughs> Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living one. on a remote and mysterious New England island in the, ni- in the 1890s. And the best part is this goes in line with the strategy I just said. I'm going to say the and then the word that he says next, which is the lighthouse. I'm also going to adopt this strategy and say The Lighthouse, <laughs> okay. because I've seen this. I actually Willem, haven't seen this. This, this is Defoe, supposed to be really good, right? And Willem Robert Defoe Pattinson. And Pattinson. Yeah. Pat, you will be blown uh, no, away no, no, by Pattinson. I, I've been following it. I've been following Pattinson's uh, career. It's, he's, he's really good. Blown yeah. away. You guys are correct. It's 19, or sorry, it's 2019's The Lighthouse. It's like 19, what? Um, okay, next, a mother and daughter must confront a terrifying monster when they break down on a deserted road. A mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. This could only ex- this could only describe like twenty movies. <laughs> What's the year on this one? This is two thousand sixteen. A mother and daughter confront a monster when they break down. A terrifying. Oh, monster. a terrifying monster! I'm glad that uh, that was specified. Man, this is tough. Well, if I was going in line with my strategy, I would say the terrifying or the monster, but I. I don't think that's correct in this uh, specific scenario. You're going with it. <laughs> we, on, we only accept one answer. Damn it. I was hoping that I would get a, a reaction mm. out of you, but uh, you've got that Kurt Russell stoicism going on. I'm Norwegian. What are you saying? What are you saying the answer is? Uh, damn it. I'm trying to buy time I here, know. man. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the terrifying because I, I have to be in line with my strategy. Okay. I think I'm going to be more in line with your strategy and say the car. I know it's not because mm. I know what that movie actually is. Okay. You're both wrong. Right. It's the monster. Damn it. I should have went with the second one. Is it really the monster? It's the monster. Jesus. Man, my strategy is yeah, good. Yeah, I, I uh, see. We're still I, tied. I think we I got led you away it. by emphasizing terrifying. Yeah, well done. See, well done. You were impressive. Very nice. Okay, this is from 2018, set in 1825. Claire, a young Irish convict woman, chases a British officer through the rugged Tasmanian wilderness, bent on revenge for a terrible act of violence he committed against her family. On the way, she enlists the services of an Aboriginal tracker named Billy, who is also marked by trauma from his own violence-filled past. Okay, I'm going to need you to read that again. There's a lot going on here. Wow. You can hear Meg upstairs. <laughs> Meg is going to be a feature on this. Yeah, she's very upset by this. You want me to replace the villain with oh, a dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want me to read all of it? I again? would. I would. Yeah. Set in 1825, Claire, a young Irish convict woman, chases a British officer through the rugged Tasmanian wilderness, bent on revenge for a terrible act of violence he committed against her family. On the way, she enlists the services of an Aboriginal tracker named Billy, who is also marked by trauma from his own violence-filled past. So I'm not a, a worldly man, and I do not know geography very, very well. Is it's Tasmania an, a place? It's an island yeah. south of Australia. Okay. We have a lot of Australian uh, listeners. Also, we have a, 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 New Z- a couple patrons from New Zealand and Australia. All right, quit stalling. <laughs> this is going to be hard because I'm going to have to say like the Tasmanian or the Irish or the young... Hmm. Irish or something, or the the ter- oh, ooh, I'm gonna go with uh, the 
the terror the terrorizer or the terrorized okay uh pick the, one the terror i'm gonna okay. go with the terror i'm gonna say the aborigine damn it that's a good one both wrong this is the nightingale Okay. okay. Well, you know what? <laughs> this is actually the second movie by the director that did The Babadook. Tell oh, well, you know. Okay, this one might be a little easier. A 12-year-old cold case is reopened when three teens are missing in an old abandoned road where a gruesome murder is left undiscovered for three decades. Uh, Jesus. Wow. This is yeah. so hard. I, Actually, I thought it would be easy, but this is not the movie that I thought it was, so it's not easy. Uh, <laughs> if I had actually read the description before. A 12-year-old cold case is reopened when three teens are missing an old, missing in an old abandoned road where gruesome murder is left undiscovered for three decades. Okay, so so the, the, the teens go missing, and that reopens the case mm-hmm. where other people had been missing before? Yes. On this abandoned road? Yeah. Well, no. The, it's, the cold case is the three missing teens. Oh. So how does it get reopened? I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, I know No, this. it is when... Yeah, sorry, you're right. Oh. Your original thing was right. It's reopened when three teens are, go missing. All right, I'm going to say uh, the missing. I think... I think... This is the stand. Hmm. Hmm? Is this the stand? You're both wrong. This oh. is the road. God damn Fucking, it! I should have went to the. I even thought about with the Viggo road. Mortensen. <laughs> Wait a second. Is it? Where is no, that can't be. That's a post-apocalyptic, whatever story. Yeah. It's called the road. That's what. But it's th- not the same movie. I thought it was the Viggo Mortensen one, mm. but it wasn't. Okay. This one should be easier. <laughs> We're still tied two-two, right? Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Two siblings become increasingly frightened when their grandparents' disturbing be- behavior by their grandparents' disturbing behavior when, yeah. while visiting them on vacation. This is the, the Shamalamalan one, yeah. right? Uh, is, was it The Visit? I haven't seen this one either, but I think it was The Visit. David? Oh, this is driving me bonkers. I think it's The Visitors. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Justin is right. It's the visit. The visit. Okay. God damn it. I love. By the way, anybody who hasn't seen the visit mm. needs to see that movie. Yeah, I remember you recommended. This is one. one of these movies that you don't expect, and it's legit scary, in my opinion. Like, have you seen this, Bryce? Mm-mm. Have you guys not done a, a horror movie one on that? Or a podcast? No, we have not done no. a podcast on that. I don't think we've done any Shyamalan. No Shamadong. Shamadong. That's crazy. Okay, you got three more to pull it out, David. Oh, baby. Okay, after a strange and insecure plane crash, an unusual toxic... Insecure, an insecure plane yeah, it's crash? it's an insecure plane. Um, an unusual toxic virus enters a quaint farming town. A young couple are quarantined, but they fight for survival along with the help from a couple of people. I think I know what this is. What is the insecure plane thing? I don't know. (laughs) After a strange and insecure plane crash. (laughs) That poor plane. Most plane plane crashes are very secure. Uh, They're just locked up. I would be insecure, too, if if I was that plane. Uh, The the crash. Pretty close. I got to say, you got, I think it even has the same number of letters. I think this is the crazies. Ooh. You're correct. Uh, Tied it back up, baby. Nice. Okay. 
a deadly entity from space hmm. crashes near a small town and starts to consume anyone in its path. Panic ensues. A shady government scientist tries to contain the horrific creature. Wait, is this, I think this is the blob. Is this the blob? I was going to say this is the blob. You're both correct. It's oh, the blob. Was... Last one. Last one to right. see if All one of you wins. Up. Also haven't seen the blob. How many blobs are there? Two. Three. Just one's from Two, 88. No, I think there's a newish Two, one. What about Blubber? Does that count? Is the <laughs> Blubber. <laughs> Is that canon? Um, okay, last one. A group of five college students are forced to match wits with unwelcoming, un- unwelcoming residents when they fly to a deserted, quote-unquote, island for a party weekend. This is from 2006. A group of five college kids are forced to match wits with an with unwelcoming residents when they fly to a deserted island for a party weekend. Okay. It's not actually deserted. That's what the quote is. Yeah, that, that seems uh, mistakenly... Yeah, okay. Uh, mm. Wow, I have no idea, but I'm... I'm shit. I want to say the island, but I know that that, that seems like that's not going to be right. Uh, I'm going to say the island. Comes down to this, David. I really would have liked to say the island, <laughs> to be honest with you. But in the interest of the... You only have 10 here, right? There's no tiebreaker. So I'm going to go for... Um, I'm going to go for something different. Plane for keeps. And I know this is not real because it's not an island. Uh, but just for the sake of keeping it not tied. I appreciate that. I'm going to say the ruins. Ooh. Both of you are wrong. Oh. A tie game. Oh. That was The Breed. Okay. Right, Why from not? 2006. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sounds sounds right. interesting. That was Don't Blank on the Blank. Next. <laughs> uh, well, well played. GG's. GG. GG. Let's check our voicemail. We all got a voicemail. And two voicemails. This should be quick. This one is from Elizabeth. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth. Just calling in response to Rojo's lovely voicemail that he left me. Hey, you know, no hard feelings, man. You know, we all lose in life. So sometimes, you know, somebody does something better and, you know, that's okay. We're all adults. We accept that we can't be 100% all the time. So, you know, we're all allowed to have opinions, just like how Bryce thinks Host is a 9 out of 10 for some reason. And David and I think Host is a dumpster fire. But, you know, that's okay. We're all adults. We can all have opinions, laugh about it, have a good time. Uh, also, no sex joke in this. Sorry, I am definitely not one to make those kind of comments. Um, you'll probably never get one out of me. That's what she said, except for that, because the office but that's about it so okay bye yeah elizabeth is one of the few callers few regular callers that doesn't have uh you know sex exploits as the main topic of conversation she actually has like topical things about horror movies she helped me last week playing a game i forget which oh she played with me and dustin we were playing Mm -hmm. that 
the scary phantasmic oh. game. What the fuck is it called? Do you know this game? I, I Phantasmagoric know. or something like that? It's, Phantasmagoria? Yeah, Dr. Phantasma's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> and uh, and, it, and you sh- like shine a flashlight, and you got to figure out what kind of ghost is haunting the place. Hmm. And it's just me... Just, flailing about <laughs> just shuffling behind Dustin it's one of those and things like I, I really had sympathy for you because <laughs> it's that experience of playing a game with people that have played it a billion times before and they're like and you're like I have when you like, have take no the idea salt, put it on the ground no not that way light it on fire and I'm like we light the salt and they're like you light you just got it purifies the air and you're like what's going on what happened what what are you and they're like we just won like what what huh <laughs> But I didn't get to see the ghost. Yeah, you don't want to see the ghost. It's scary. It's, scary. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it sounds scary. Uh, but but she did a thing to Rojo there. She's like, kind of like, hey, fuck you, Rojo. You know, she Ooh. played that. She did that card Ouch. where where you like, you know, we're all imperfect. Specifically, you. What's we all have our opinions. Some of what, them are wrong. What did he say? Oh, he called her a stupid bitch. Wow, that sounds. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. He was, he, and then he, but then he called back and he apologized. Oh, right. Um, I mean, do we have a call from Rojo as well? Um, unless it's this one. Let's see here. Oh my God! I don't know if it it's is. either Rojo or Bugsy Eyes. My bet. All right, boys. It's your largest fan. Oh, wow. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna keep rolling with it. It's your largest fan, Biggin here. Uh, and I'm listening to your Hell House LLC review, and I gotta say. I kind of hot, hot and bothered about some topics here, so I'm going to spread some knowledge. So, firstly, the pagan symbol that uh, is Christianity has corrupted and used for the sign of Satan wow. uh, is actually a rune of safety and protection, according to uh, pagan rites and rituals. Christianity just said, no, we don't want that. We want that to be a bad thing, and so they made it the sign of Satan. The other thing that's got me hot and uptight is uh, the reason why Mormons don't use the cross is because the cross is a sign of Christianity because that's what Jesus was, uh, you know, killed on. And if you don't believe that Jesus is the prophet or the way to God, then you don't use the cross. So when you go to a Mormon church, that's why there's no crosses there. Now, we can have another debate about why the hell Jesus is in red hair at Mormon churches and very white, pale skin, but uh, I want Bryce to divulge that because I think it'll be more fun. Anyways, uh, this is your fucked-up voicemail left again by Bigot, so I love you, and I will motorboat both of you the next time I see you. Okay, bye. One of our oldest patrons, Mm. maybe the oldest patron we have, Biggin, buddy of both Justin and myself and Bryce. Mm-hmm. So we all know this large man. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I I do know a lot about Mormon religion because I was that and taught it for, you know, 30 mm. something years of mm, my life. Yeah. So well, did no, you I mean, know? Did you know? My original explanation. Did, did about, you know the knowledge he had dropped on you just now? Did you know all that? Mormons consider themselves Christian, and they do believe that don't, Jesus. Don't is, dodge the question. Jesus <laughs> is the only way. Like, there's a lot of distractions from that, but that is the core theology of it. So it's not that we don't believe Jesus is the Son of God, which they do. I don't know why I'm saying we, um, but. No, no, it's more of like that is 
kind of similar to attitudes about graven images of like why are you glorifying the execution method of your this is <laughs> of what your savior. I've, this is the thing that I've always had a problem with the cross is which is God was pretty specific. He made one out of ten, only ten commandments that he gave was like, hey, don't make any graven images. Right. And then and then what do they do? They're like. Put the cross up. Put it up. <laughs> Erect a giant cross. This is the thing our God died on. It's like I would He love, died on it. It's like, what if it's like Satan's plan to give like Jesus at the second coming like a nervous breakdown? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, he's like, oh myself. <laughs> uh, oh myself. Oh, he's myself. like, what? you're gonna Satan. Satan's talking to Jesus. He's like, you're gonna love what I've done with your plan. <laughs> Check this out. Every I dare you to find one of your places without one of these in it. They all got them. It's, it's on, like it's on the Bible. Just instantly like post-traumatic stress disorder when when jesus comes in his second coming do you remember this you remember when we did that to you it was pretty great huh (laughs) no i mean no the the uh not using the cross it's just one of those things it's like kind of um it's like baptists not being able to dance and you can't really say why that became a thing but it just is it's a feature it's a feature um as far as like jesus having red hair i don't think it's red hair i mean it's like a it's your generic like super superman white jesus of like hey super buff white man (laughs) wrong hair jesus six pack yeah come gutters (laughs) (laughs) did you watch that episode yet no oh man you gotta watch that episode uh uh but the the other thing he mentions is that christianity uh um perverted the pagan symbol for Yeah, I didn't realize Satan. that I didn't realize that Biggins was like such a pagan expert. Satan. You know the uh the, the um uh pentagram. The pentagram. Oh, yeah. is that a symbol for Satan? Yeah. Yeah. Technically. I, I didn't know that. I don't know. It's all it's hard to say. I mean girlfriend ain't had periods since she got pre-gat. A lot of mysteries out there. <laughs> So, Biggin, I'm sorry. We love you, but when it comes to Mormon theology, I think I'm the expert. Ooh. Ooh. Called out. I'm sorry. I can't wait for next sorry. week's uh, slapback. You got them all hot and bothered. Um, I mean, I can get back. I bet uh, Max could back me up. Max? I think he's Mormon. Oh, uh, Max Allen. Mm-hmm. Max is the hoe. Max Allen is the hoe. <laughs> that was rough. That was rough. I can't get it out of my um, and that's it for voicemail this week. Cool. Um, we've been we've been keeping up on on voicemail. So again, thank you to all our listeners. Let's mention all our recent patrons again at the bottom. Yeah, man. Um, so let me pull up our most recent patrons. We would like to thank again for this week. Uh, J D Z, Anita P, Jordan W, Ryan C, Sam L, Shannon M. And Clyde M. We're up to 81 patrons. We do have a goal of 100 patrons. Once we get there, then we will do a Rift Tracks style uh, commentary track for the horror movie of our choice. And we'll release it in addition to our normal episodes. Uh, So, you know, hop on over to our Patreon. Help us become the biggest horror movie review podcast on the planet Earth. And keep on watching the skis. (laughs) And you know how you get us to be the largest podcast in largest horror podcast? Let's just say podcast. Podcast. Fuck Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, 
the way we're going to do it is if you share the podcast with a friend. So please tell people that you love about the podcast because it'll love you more. Um, again, lots of different ways you can support the show. I'm not going to say all of them again, but the easiest way to get to them is going to horrormovietalk.com. Support our sponsors. Support our sponsors, Night Channels and Manscaped. You know, when you use code HMT, just use code HMT wherever you go. You never know. Yeah, we just might throw it in account. there. You throw it into Shutter, you get a free 30-day trial. Yeah. Ooh. Just saying. Um, special thanks to Justin for showing up and, and uh, analyzing the thing with us. Um, and uh, keep your penis clean. You guys have a good week. Bye-bye. We love you. Uh, bye-bye now. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chop a chop, Don't just stare at it. Eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too'd with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rough. Send kiss. Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair, Pete, also Gorney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, Patrick Bateman can't understand you, stab you to death for rotten apple reviews, opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, Spookology, doctor of philosophy, bad gastritis, knee colostomy, turn Patreons into human centipedes, David Doobie Day, scare no no expert, and go with fucks hard, professional sex expert, afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks, American Psycho, them guys pretty sick, chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco, put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso, look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo, got me too'd with Cosby eating jello, pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence, train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit, one through ten, is it horrible or excellent, oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs, nothing good happens in the woods, always get more than you bargain for, got a pickle to dickle, machines tickle bitties, Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them.
You want me to replace the villain with a dog? I mean, nobody will know what's going on. They will if you set up that the dog is evil. All you have to do is show him doing this. And people will suspect the dog. 